0: Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. The Navy Intelligence Building on I-5 across from Mission Hills may soon get a makeover, and not everyone is happy about it. Jennifer Van Grove has the details, but first the news. The U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention announced last week that vaccinated people can stop wearing masks in most situations, but California will require them through June 15th, and San Diego County will do the same. Nathan Fletcher, chair of the San Diego County Board of Supervisors, said Monday that continuing to wear masks will offer extra protection as more San Diegans get vaccinated. Picketing in front of a person's home will soon be illegal in San Marcos. It's the latest city in the county to adopt an ordinance intended to protect people in their homes while still allowing protests in public places. Several people and organizations say the new law violates freedom of speech, but city manager Helen Peake said similar laws have been found in court to be constitutional. The ordinance will go into effect next month. 23 people were intercepted from a suspected smuggling boat Monday off the coast of Point Loma. Border Patrol officials said the boat was spotted around 3 a.m. drifting near the rocks of Sunset Cliffs. Border Patrol agents said all 23 people were in the U.S. illegally. 23 were from Mexico and three were from Guatemala. Earlier this month, three people were killed when a smuggling boat broke apart on the rocks near Cabrillo National Monument. The Navy wants to work alongside private developers to reimagine the Nav War complex along Interstate 5. A new proposal includes military facilities, offices for big companies, shopping, a transit center, and more than 10,000 homes. Jennifer Van Grove covers growth and development at the UT. Jen, you wrote about NAVWAR last week uh, about a potential, you know, makeover to the area. Just to begin with, can you give us a history uh, of the facility and also tell us a little bit more about the proposed plans?
1: Yeah. So NAVWAR is this 70-acre facility that's right off of Interstate 5. You drive by it on your way downtown. It's in the Midway District. Um, it's been Navy property since the 90s, but um before that, it's its early origins, that's where um, you know, bombers were built for for you know World War II. And so it has, you know, some long Roots, Um, but the the structures there they're hangars, and they're these World War II era hangars, you know, built in the 40s, but they're currently being used for cybersecurity um, personnel. So the Navy there has um, two different operations, but they're they're primarily IT cyber structure. Um, It's about 6,000 full and part-time staffers that work there, but they're doing, you know, some of the most sophisticated advanced um, work in the Navy, trying to protect the Navy's network and also, you know, give every member in the Navy access to it. So there's some pretty sophisticated operations happening there, but the Navy has felt for a long time that those facilities just aren't conducive to that type of work. And so they want you know, a modern office where, you know, they can recruit uh, the best talent in the industry, but also, you know, not have to deal with leaky roofs and plumbing that doesn't work and a host of other problems. So in 2018, they kind of started looking at how can we get what we want um, without spending a ton of money? Really, it comes down to money. And so that's where this process started. And so now what they've done is they've just finished, Um, and completed a draft environmental impact statement and what that means is it's this really comprehensive report that basically studies you know every development scenario possible on this piece of property which is very 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 big um, in the hopes that you know they can look at all the environmental uh, impacts associated with development on this property And so, you know, the goal is to get that finalized, certified, um, and then they can move forward with with an option. So the option that they have said that they preferred is a very massive development. Um, And all of this we're talking, by the way, is, is... I don't even know if conceptual is the right word, it's more um, potential, right? So they've studied all the possibilities and the possibility that they like the most is the scenario called Alternative Four. Um, It's a mixed use development with a transit center um, and it includes uh, about 17 million square feet for the Navy. And then um, another like 18 or so square square or million square feet for commercial, residential, hotel, retail, the transit center, and parking. And the biggest element of this particular development scenario is um, housing. And so they're they're looking at 10,000 housing units in this particular scenario. The whole development would be spread across 109 buildings it's massive, very, very, very massive. But the idea is to study it, study the impacts of it, um, and then make it a determination, hopefully by the end of this year so that they can then move on to the next phase, which would be going to the private market um, to see what developers are interested in, in building this project.
0: Yeah, that is kind of amazing. It sounds like a mini city. And there were some renderings on your story, you know, big tall buildings that are going to block views for people, uh, you know, who live in the sort of neighboring hills. I know that that is already, um, you know, that group is already pretty unhappy uh, with this <laughs> development. But can, can you lay it out for me, like, who is on what side? I mean, how, how much support do they have so far <laughs> for and against?
1: Well, so I think it's important to first note that they are visual simulations, but they are shocking visual simulations and I think even um, the Navy would admit to that. You see them and you are kind of overwhelmed with how much development is envisioned for this particular space. But I think it's also important to note that they are in um, a public comment period. And so the whole purpose of this process that they're going through, the environmental um, impact statement process, it's a federal process. It's just like California's secret process, but but at a federal level um the whole point of it is to give the public an opportunity to weigh in and so if you hate this and you have a good reason why you hate it now's your time to submit a comment and say you know why it's not right for this site but i think the navy and doing the analysis and talking to developers and you know understanding the needs of san diego really felt like there was no other site in san diego that could absorb this much density this much housing um as long as there's, you know, a transit center in the picture. And so when you put all those pieces together, you have this really big, like you said, kind of city within a city. But in theory, it functions really well with that transit center attached that, you know, if, if Sandag gets involved, and we can get into that later, would, you know, maybe add that, airport connection that that people have always wanted, you know, way to get to the airport through public transit. Um, It's so early, so it's hard to say who's for or against. And it's not, I have to reiterate, it's not a specific development. It's a development scenario. But of course, if you have a view in Mission Hills, or even if you have like a view in Point Loma, you might not like the fact that there are these 32 um, story towers being proposed for this area right off the freeway, and and if you look at the visual simulations, even for anyone driving, um, you know, down Interstate Five towards downtown, you, you know, we're so used to being able to look off into the distance and and you know, see the ocean, see Point Loma, uh, it's going to be jarring not to have that view and to see that visual simulation kind of take that away. So there will be opposition based on that. There will be opposition based on how much. Um, potential traffic this is going to create in an area that's already known to be very, very, very congested. There will be lots of angry people who respond to this. I I can guarantee that.
0: Well, let's talk about the transportation aspect. You wrote recently about Grand Central Station. Sandag is looking to do an
1: environmental review there. Is that the same thing? Is that going to be located in Navar? So we are talking about two things that are very similar and um, very parallel tracks, but are also different. So, and I'll try to unravel it this. So the Navy owns 70 acres, um, right in the midways restrict. Um That is the Navwar property, the Navy wants new headquarters. The Navy believes, um, and Sandag also believes, that that property can do so much more than just serve as, you know, a new um, home for for the Navwar facilities. That that property is, you know, can handle all of this development, including a transit center. So, Sandag and the Navy teamed up in 2019 and 2020 and signed these um, contracts to share information and share data and move down a path of also you know potentially exchanging the property. So the way this might look is that the Navy um, would enter into some sort of term sheet or contractual agreement with sandAG where you know is the sandAG would get the property, the rest of the property um, once the Navy's new headquarters are built on site. We are not at that point, but Sandag has said very specifically that this is the site that they think is most important or most appropriate for this all-encompassing transit center that they envision and are now studying at the state level under the CEQA process. Um, So both groups are kind of going down their own paths and trying to check the very important um, legal uh, government processes that they have to check, check those boxes. And, you know, the big question mark for Sandag, they don't have money for this. They don't have money to buy the land. They don't have money to build. They're not a developer. Um, So there's this big question of whether, you know, Sandag is going to be able to, you know, get something on the ballot that would potentially, you know, raise the sales tax and and collect money, and and so there's a whole question that's going to be decided not today, not tomorrow, maybe in 2022 by the voters of San Diego, um, and so. But if SANDAG doesn't have the money, the, nothing's going to. That's not going to stop the Navy from moving forward. Like they've determined that they need new offices, so if they have to go to you know the private market and you know SANDAG's not involved in that process, um, that then that's just White, what might happen does that help a little bit yeah yeah it absolutely does
0: and i know i know you said that they're still in early stages they're going to have to take this to you know various councils possibly to a vote but i mean what is the the cost to taxpayers i mean is this something that we are going to pay for
1: well it really depends on how this how this plays out, right? So, if SANDAG gets involved and there's the transit center aspect, that could be, you know, absorbed by taxpayers through the sales tax, um, a ballot measure that that um, Hasanic Thrata has said that he would like to explore, and that you know that would be probably, I think he said like a billion of it would come from taxpayer dollars. As far as uh, the Navy, the, they're not talking in financials yet. What um, they are saying, though, is that a development of the size that they have envisioned under Alternative 4 would generate like a new tax base that would be very substantial in producing tax dollars for the region, right? I think the the number they had in their report was $154 million annually in in new taxes collected by local agencies. Um, And then you also have jobs and um, economic impact from that. So those are the numbers that they're talking in there. They haven't released any sort of appraisal for the site and there's no developers attached to this yet because they are still going through the processes that they have to go through. But I would say, you know, of course if there's a public entity involved there will be substantial public dollars that are attached to this. Um, So it's too early to know yet but it's certainly in the realm of possibility.
0: Finally, what is the timeline here? I mean, say this stuff does get built. Are we talking a few years, a decade, more than that?
1: Well, the timeline for for anything is is, it's a moving target right now. But I think the next big milestone is that the Navy would like to release the final version of this. So the final environmental impact statement, they would like to release that Um, before the end of the year, that would then have a 30-day public comment period before it is before what's called a record of decision is made. That record of decision will say the Navy, the the, the Navy would like to move forward with X, Y, Z. So it could be alternative four, it could be a less dense alternative. It could be an alternative without a transit center, but um, the Navy will make that decision and then they will move forward and um, possibly go out and issue a request for proposals and, and get interest from the private development community. Um, any sort of actual development is going to be phased, um, regardless of who does it, likely over a 30 year period. Um, but the Navy has said that whoever they work with, they want their brand new facilities within five years of, you know, when the deal is made. So the very first thing the Navy wants to see on that property is new NAVOR facilities. And then from there, you know, it's kind of up to whatever developers they, they attach themselves to, um, what sort of, you know, market conditions exist, like whether it makes sense to build all the housing at once or phase it out. So we, we just have to wait and see. You
0: can find Jen's stories online at SanDiegoUnionTribune.com. I'm Christy Totten, host of the San Diego News Fix. Thanks for listening.